podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Welcome to 2023. We're so glad to have you back with us, all of our regular listeners, and a hello to those who are new. And we're happy to be back with you for the second half of season three. Today, we are talking about the experience after the mountaintop. So what does that mean? Well, we sometimes have these mountaintop experiences, whether it's on a retreat or a conference or something like that, where the Lord has moved in a really powerful way. And then we go back to our ordinary everyday life. And sometimes that can be really painful and really disorienting. So we'll talk today about what that experience is like. And we also talk about how we can experience peace on the other side of the mountain and how we can mine those beautiful experiences and bring them into our everyday lives. And we hope it's helpful for you. God bless. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Hi, Nicole. Happy New Year. Um, Happy New Year. Welcome to all of those of you who are listening. Thanks for tuning in. I am Nicole. I'm Rachel. And I'm (laughs) Erin. Thanks for listening today. Um, Rachel, how are you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year. I'm like, you know, it's like, I feel the same way every new year, which is, it's weird. Every new year, mm-hmm. it just is weird. Whoa, a whole year passed and mm-hmm. now we're in the next one and the numbers change when you have to write down the date. And mm-hmm. it's always, it's I'm I'm always a little overdramatic about the fact that like a whole year has gone by. So yeah. mm. have you ever found, I've noticed this, I just noticed this more like this year or I'm like, eh, it's just Saturday. Like, or it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just true. another day. Like, and not think, I mean like, okay, yeah, the date changes, but because it's all, most of the thing is like, I, I'm not really going to stay up till midnight. I just don't, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and so then it's just like, ah, just yeah, thing. I don't know. It's true. It's kind of lost. Like I remember being in university and it was like a big deal. Like you have to buy tickets to the pub or the bar oh, that you want to go to because right, they have right. parties because right. I was in Halifax. So mm. there's like a lot of university students and it has the most number of pubs and bars per capita in all of North America, apparently. So for that reason, yeah. But then like this year we got, my dad and I went over to my sister and brother-in-law's house um, and like hung out with them and the nephews for a little while. The nephews went to bed. We played a game of Ace King, which is a card game that Mm -hmm. is like a family card game for money. Um, we can never not play for money. It has to be for money or people won't play. So, so it's like the big bucks, you know, like a toonie, um, which is $2. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say for American (laughs) listeners, a toonie in Canada is $2. That's right. Yeah. And then we came back here to my parents' house and, uh, for midnight so that my mom wouldn't be on her own, but then her and my dad ended up going back or going to bed before midnight. So I was like, okay, well, um, I'm going to, I think, go to bed. But then I remembered, I think it was a sister who was talking about how each year leading up to New Year's, they spend the last half hour of the year praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament, thanking God, like going over what's happened in the last year, thanking God for all the graces. And then the first half of the first half hour of the new year, like um, asking for graces for the, for the new year. And I was like, that's nice. So I did my own modified version, which was like a 15 minute. Thank you. And then like a five minute, can I please have some graces? Cause I was tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five minutes wow, and then bedtime, but yeah. it was lovely. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, love that. I, love I that. think, I mean, CCO in Canada and I think focus in the States does the same thing, right? They have their 
their end of year conference and then they like the new year mm-hmm. dinner. Although and CCO then, does it like right over New Year's. Seek is like yeah. the week after, probably because they have similar oh. speakers. So the speakers are like. Right. Mm. So CCO is where they do it over New Year. I always, whenever I've been, I always love that because there's praise and worship right after. I think, yeah. So, so they, they yeah. kind of, they have a big dance and then they count down the new year in each time zone of Canada, which yeah. is, you know, there's like five time zones or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah. Really wrong. But there's a bunch and they, they and half count, or something. Yeah. That's right. If you count down the new year. Newfoundland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think, and then maybe at the new years of the time zone, wherever they're having the conference at that point, you know, they, they transition into a praise and worship mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. And I always just found that so beautiful because it's, yeah. it's, you're starting the new year off in prayer and community. And there's something yeah. really mm-hmm. powerful about that, which yeah, that's very true. Really yeah. Cool. That's yeah. fun. My yeah. new year's is here. I, I, I just got home. I literally flew home a few hours ago from, from Toronto, um, home being Nashville. And I've been in, I think I counted six different cities in the last six weeks. Oh boy. It's just been like that's a lot. wild. And now I'm, I'm home. And so maybe that's why New Year's was a bit anticlimactic because it was also mm. like the weekend in between trips. We had just come home from mm. Nathan's family for, for Christmas. Um, and then we headed out actually to seek to the Seek conference. Oh, Nathan right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Which is a perfect yeah. segue to what we're talking about go. today. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Because we were talking about, you know, uh, what do we want to talk about for the new year? And um, because there's you know, there's different things associated. There can be little suffering associated with the new year of like, I think I've talked about before of like new year's resolutions and sometimes they don't stick or, um, yeah, just varying, varying things. We also discussed uh, a potential topic idea was like mm. the January doldrums, you know, when we're kind of, it's just maybe, especially in Canada where it's just cold and it's kind of still dark right. And mm. this is all over. And so, you know, it's everyone kind of gets sad. Um, but kind of along those lines, we wanted to talk about today um the kind of after after the mountaintop experiences. So mm-hmm. maybe if you've, you know, if you've ever had just one of those wonderful life experiences or like a um think of myself as like a teenager or young adult going on retreats um with other young adults, kind of like the ones we're talking about, seek or rise up. Yeah. And then coming back home and, you know, during the retreat, maybe you're all fired up and you're excited about God and you're excited about prayer and you're excited about all this community that mm-hmm. you found and these new friends. And then you kind of come back and, and everything you're, sucks. You're just, yeah. yeah. You're just like, oh yeah, the normal life, you know, and it's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. not as easy to get up and pray every morning and it's not, you know, you don't have maybe the same community and now you just mm-hmm. got to steady or go back to work or whatever it is. Um, I think this is just like a common experience for, for a lot of people, even the build up to big events like mm-hmm. weddings or graduations or moves or something like that. And there's always a lot of build up, and there can be like a letdown afterwards. So, so that's our topic today. So maybe it's the new year's letdown or whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Rachel or Aaron, I will let you guys jump in. When, when have you, what's an example of this? What have you, what have you experienced this in your lives? Uh, well, I had, I just thought of a really good example of when I was I probably always up until, um, my mid twenties, I always was depressed after Easter because mm. when you, cause in the liturgical year you have Advent and then Christmas and then, you know, it's sort of still kind of feast feasty sort of feeling even after Christmas. And then you start Lent and then it's Easter. And then it's really after Easter that you're in ordinary time for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And I remember being 
kind of depressed or something. And, just, and one year I was living with some other Catholic girls. I think I was in law school and I just really wanted ordinary time to feel better. So I made one of my friends an ordinary time card and I was like, <laughs> it's ordinary time. Let's do <laughs> That's this. So you cute. Know? That's so cute. I just was like, this is, there's gotta be more to ordinary time than it just, it's boring. And, and obviously we know that there is, but mm. I kind of needed to enter into something. Yeah. There's something special about this time that, that I need to yeah hold on to you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny how those like because I can think of so so many experiences or um we used to even talk about it like when I was working in youth ministry whatever we would talk at the end of the retreat to have like a little talk about you know going home and going forward what does it look like to even just warn people about the like the mountaintop experience is real like the lord does real things and sometimes we can kind of discount that he actually did wonderful amazing things in our mm-hmm. life because it's like we experience the normal after and then we're like oh no i think i what like we just forget the goodness of those things so like to remember those things and to write them down but then also to kind of warn people like but when you get home it might possibly be a little bit of a culture shock you know that you're going to get home and your family's not going to be wanting to like pause and break out in praise and worship immediately Mm -hmm. for like, it's just a different thing, you know? Um, These actually, they probably still do on on net too. It's like, if you do net, so net is national evangelization teams. They have it in the U S and Australia and Canada, Uganda. Um, But it's young adults who, you know, give this year of their life to go and, do retreats for young people and you live as a team it's super intense there's like beautiful depths of things but then yeah if you go back home to your family and it's just like your normal family and friends life and you're like why do you guys not want to lay hands on each other and pray for the descent of the holy spirit <laughs> why are you going to work god has big plans for you don't go that's right we have to save the world what's the yeah. matter with you yeah <laughs> Yeah. So that's mm. like a, but Not it that, is a real thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I just, yeah. I remember like so many times feeling like, um, like, you know, you leave someplace like a retreat or whether it's like Christmas or just some other experience. And you're like, I am fundamentally changed. And then a week later, you're like, I am not fundamentally <laughs> yeah. changed. And it's like disappointing, you know? It is. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I mean, wonder too. Are. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that you were just saying. Something did happen. And I think that's maybe that's an important point that we should kind of pause on for a second to say Mm -hmm. the mountaintop experience is real. Something real does happen and it does carry over, even though Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it. Right. A lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm just thinking about we're okay. Spoiler alert: We're going to talk at the end of this podcast about our words of the year, Mm -hmm. and uh, and I just realized that my word of the year, which has a quote associated with it is kind of exactly about this um kind of mm. relates should i share it now or should yeah. i wait you could share it now we still have two other reveals at the end okay that's yes. true i just yes. and like plus we can true. reveal your saint of the year at the end okay so okay perfect yeah. and i'm super curious so i can't mm-hmm. okay <laughs> um so there we go um so yeah so i the last year and this year i've um like my word of the year has just been something that's kind of come to me in prayer or, or it suddenly seems like it's being like hit over the head hit over my head and like it's coming up. Um, and so this year, the word that kept coming up, it seems almost like trite and obvious, um, but it's the word peace. And the quote that really, that I saw, it was like on Instagram or something, um, uh, it's a Pope Francis quote that really kind of cemented it in. I was like, ah, this is why peace is on my heart. Mm. I'll read it out to you. Um, 
pulled it up on my computer here. Here it is. Okay. Uh, so this is Pope Francis. He says, peace is a gift of God, but requires our efforts. Let us be people of peace in prayer and deed. Mm. Um, and, and it just was, it was just kind of convicting because there's been so many times in my life where I've been going through something really difficult and I experienced that there's sort of the peace that surpasses all understanding where I shouldn't mm-hmm. be feeling peaceful, but I do feel peaceful yeah. and it's just a grace. It's just a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of like that mountaintop experience, right? Where it's just, God is doing something and you're experiencing it and you're living in it. And it's, it just is all, everything's just kind of working, you know? Um, and then I've had times where it's not so easy it's like after that initial grace and that initial kind of honeymoon period. And you're like, wow, like I'm just not anxious anymore. Uh, whatever. I'm not being so peaceful. Uh, now all of the old temptations for me to worry and to be anxious and to, yeah, just worry and be anxious um, mm. come. And now I have to make a choice to continue in the peace of God that mm-hmm. I've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is, mm-hmm. that is uh, my word for the year is to, to, um, receive peace yes trust in the peace of god but also to choose mm-hmm. it yeah um, so yeah i think i just think that relates to that that mountaintop yeah experience, right? whatever graces that you've been yeah. given they're real and now you have to kind of also yeah. cooperate with that grace and do the work mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it reminds me of father jacques philippe in searching for and maintaining peace if you've read that book it's like excellent yeah you can read it again um, yeah and he says there at one point he's like there's no good reason to lose your peace yeah. <laughs> which yeah like a very loaded right it's so loaded easy thing to say really yeah yeah Yeah. but if you look at that exactly in light of these experiences Mm -hmm. it's like oh Mm -hmm. like because I think sometimes yeah it is it is and it's just like it's such a reminder that actually sometimes we think God just works or we just expect him to work in the big ways or to like give bigger or something like that. But actually the more normal way that he works is in the very little, the very quiet, the very mm-hmm. gentle, the very peaceful, the very torrent, like, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we forget. I, yeah. yeah, I'm having, I'm resonating so much with the, all of this because so yeah, over my break, it was also busy, not as busy as yours, Nicole, but similar in a, in there, in that there was a lot of traveling. So I, I was in Washington, then I spent a little time in Texas, then I went back to Toronto and in Toronto, I got to, I had a new year's party actually. So I was, I had some of my friends over and my parents and it was really fun. And then I got to see all these people and doctor's appointments, all these things. And then I got back to DC the weekend before my classes started on the Saturday. And, you know, I, I just thought, oh, this is, um, and I had some kind of crazy experiences on that trip too, but I just came back and I felt I had such a good trip, but I was excited just kind of like you were saying to be home. I just sort of relieved to be mm-hmm. home in a certain sense and ready to start the semester. And for, for me, for a lot, in a lot of different ways, God has been saying, slow down. That has been a big theme for me for this year, where I just have felt like he's been very serious in telling me that I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that I've understood that is not just in pace. Like I do, I think I'm called to slow down in pace and I'm called to slow down in my, you know, your kind of your, um, in the, in the rhythm of your every day, if you're going to class, there's a way in which you can rush to class. Mm -hmm. There's a way in which you can sort of slowly make your way to class. Right. But also to slow down in my thinking. So to Mm -hmm. be intentional about what I'm doing, be intentional about, you know, everything so that I'm not just reacting all the time, but I'm, 
I'm responding from a deeper place. So mm-hmm. this is sort of the the theme that I I, I kind of came back to school with. Mm-hmm. And then day two, day three of coming back to school, some crazy stuff, like nothing, you know, not, not all related to me, but just in my environment and in reality, just some crazy things happening. And, and, and I just, I really went back to that and what Jack, Father Jack Philippe is saying, and the idea that, that I should not lose my, my peace here. I should not change my pace still. Mm. I need to stay slow and I Mm -hmm. need to like this thing, things are rushing at me. And instead of changing into a sort of this rush in response, I can sort of slow the tide in my own response and I can Mm. just be Mm -hmm. slow and intentional, you know? Mm. Um, And even today, actually so funny, even today, I kind of had this anxiety about a, a particular thing going on. And it was a reminder. The anxiety really didn't have to do with the thing. It mm-hmm. had to do with whether or not I could remember that Jesus is my constant and he mm-hmm. would not be my constant. So despite mm-hmm. the, you know, my sister and I call it like the flips that sometimes happen in life that you, mm-hmm. you think everything's one way and it's okay. And then everything just flips on you and you're not really sure how to handle it, which has sort of been some aspects of my week. I just I realized, no, wait, it's like Mary and Mary has come up so much this week for me. And the moment of the annunciation, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways that's like the biggest flip ever, you know, mm-hmm. just like this huge flip and nothing really totally makes sense. And you're not really sure what's going to happen or she wasn't really sure what's going to happen, but there was no reason even in that moment for her to panic and her yeah. yes to the angel was not a rushed panicked or fearful. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was a very deep, intentional, free. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. so just kind of this invitation space, you know, riffing off of what both of you are saying, I think this, uh, this capacity that does exist that God, where God lives in us for us to keep our peace and hold on to it Mm -hmm. in a real way, not in a desperate way, just in Mm -hmm. a very, in a peaceful way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say it keeps mining into like Ignatian spirituality talks often about like you have these moments of grace and then the um, like Ignatius says to go back to those moments like like if you receive a grace or you receive a consolation or there's something and if you're talking about those mountaintop moments it probably is actually Mm-hmm. peace in a way right yeah. like it is that presence right. of god who is peaceful who is love mm-hmm. who is secure who is beautiful yeah. who is good like it's an experience of that yeah um and so then like so then we can it's not like it goes away after but actually the lord means for it to be like a gift that keeps on giving right it's like but we yeah. ha- we do have to have some intentionality in that of like sitting with the experience and going back to it in our prayer time or like if there was like like I remember one time um, when I was praying over the past couple of weeks, I was like, what can I give you, Lord? I can give you myself, but I am very messy and ridiculous. And so that doesn't seem like enough. So I can give you my heart. You just want my heart. You know, you don't want the things that I do. You want my heart. Like, but my heart is a festering garbage dump <laughs> in a lot of ways. So you don't want my, so you, and you do want my heart, but I feel like it's hard to give something that's a festering garbage dump in some ways, you know? Anyway, yeah. so then I was like, what, it, what is it then? I'm like, it's my poverty. You mm. want my poverty. You yeah. want my poor heart. 
Mm. You want my poverty. And I, there's like something v- so comforting in that. Mm. But it's like, now I know. So this is like the word, like the word poverty. And mm-hmm. I can, if I'm having a moment where I'm feeling insecure in my relationship with the Lord, or like I'm not doing, or just whatever it is. And it's like, even just to think of that word poverty is like tapping into the riches of that, of that one time sitting with him, you know, mm. which is like, a, oh, I love that. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. That is beautiful. To like pick on a a word from an experience that helps you recall it. I mm-hmm. love that. That's kind mm-hmm. of a cool, a cool hack. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. a cool hack. Totally or like a smell that. or a yeah. picture. That actually or... intentionally associate with something that you yeah. can really bring to mind when you yeah. when you're yep. forgetting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because cool. there's a moment of, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is the real a good translation, but I heard once there was a talk where someone translated to the, a, a more accurate translation of the word shalom, which we often translate as peace mm. is, um, may you become as God has always intended you to be. Mm. And which I always thought was super beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, these mountaintop experiences are like, are, it's almost like a little preview or a trailer or honeymoon, honeymoon moment of this shalom. Like everything, everything feels like, yeah, this is how it's intended to be. This is how I'm intended to be. Um, right. And, and as you guys are saying, and then we have to go and kind of live into the reality. Um, and I was just thinking too, and this is maybe taking it with a little bit of a different analogy, but it's like those, uh, you know, one way of thinking about it is those those mountaintop experiences is kind of like the trailer for a movie where it's mm. like all the cool parts and like a bit of the storyline and you're like ooh this looks so good like yeah, yeah that's amazing this, you know and then you have to go and like watch the whole movie and there's probably going to be parts that aren't so great but yeah. it's part of the story um and it's like sometimes yeah. we want to just go and stay in the trailer because mm-hmm. it's it's thin it's actually not the whole depth of things but only in entering into the whole movie can we actually experience the fullness of the story that we yeah. got the preview of right um mm-hmm. and if it's a yeah. good movie which obviously god only writes good movies it's that's right Right. Cheesy land for the year. Mm-hmm. But there you go. But yeah, if it's a good movie, then the other parts will make those those poppy moments from the trailer even like that much more meaningful. It'll be better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 The highs will be higher. Beautiful. The lows may be lower, mm-hmm. but the highs are gonna yeah. be higher. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. it's funny because I I'm laughing internally as I'm even using this analogy because I'm somebody who actually struggles to watch movies. Right. I either fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> my preference is to watch movies that have little to no substance so that I don't really have to like feel the things because I'm such an empath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I watch like a actual really good movie where there's like like it shows like some aspect of life and character development. I kind of, I'm in shock after I usually have to cry something out. It's like a whole ordeal for me. And, and, you know, Nathan, my husband who, who loves movies and loves like really good, like kind of artsy movies and really wants to share this with me. Maybe watched a movie last week and it was, it was an excellent movie. And he was talking at Nathan afterwards. He's like, yeah, I think it relates to like, you know, this, this thing. And da, da, da. and I was like, well, that makes sense. I'm just really stuck on that one. Like gory part. And it's like, we're playing in my mind. And then I cried. And then he was just kind of like, oh no, <laughs> you know? So, but it's, uh, there's something analogous for me too, because uh, I am somebody who loves those mountaintop experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when everything feels right and feels like it's all working. And for mm-hmm. me, it was like, um, I would have these mountain, I don't know, maybe this, everyone's going to be like, oh, you're so weird. But anyways, these mountain, in a sense, mountaintop experiences when I was in my semester mm-hmm. in, in undergrad, um, because I was like, I had these really 
concrete finite tasks of all my assignments to do. And I had these timelines and deadlines and I was, it was a challenge and I was like doing it. And then, and then all the exams would finish. And it was like, I would be in shock. And I actually would experience a really like low mood for about Mm. a week where I had trouble getting out of bed and I Mm. felt aimless about life. I felt like I had no purpose like kind of, you know, and then Nicole, you're hilarious. I know. (laughs) And actually that persisted for several years after my degree where I'd have a week in April and a week in December where I would be inexplicably like really down. And then I remember, ah, this is just the anniversary of the end of the semester. It's fine. You were made to be a professor. That is so funny. That is so funny. I know. How is that possible? I know. No, I love it. I think it's the best. (laughs) But I, I had to learn then to live into the moments where um, my life wasn't so structured and there weren't as clear expectations of me. And mm-hmm. I had to, you know, find virtue and find structure in my life without it being externally imposed and all of those kinds of virtuous things that, mm. um, that I found, found more difficult. Right. So in the sense of like, oh, this is what I'm intended to do. I'm in the right place for me. And now this maybe I'm, you know, in the summer or something, I'd work at Tim Hortons and like, it was fine and it was good. Um, but it was a different, a different experience. And like, yeah. You know, sometimes our mountaintops are are great, but maybe we have a long stretches of time where we're not in a place where we know this isn't what I'm called to do. I'm mm-hmm. not this is not I'm the, my job isn't giving me life or my work whatever it is. Something is not the relationships in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. And just like going back to the movie analogy, it's like yeah, sometimes we go through these long stretches of like yeah, just not a lot of action, not a yeah. lot of action mm-hmm. and not a yeah. lot of good stuff yeah. or the action doesn't really, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I find it really interesting too, that even though we're talking about peace, right? Because, because peace is a fruit of the Holy spirit. Like it's a gift of the Holy spirit. It's not something that we can achieve really, or like manufacture, or we can cooperate and we can, like, it's the same with holiness, right? Like we have to choose what we do, how we sit, like there's a certain element of intentionality about it. And I think the same for, for peace of like the way we set up our day or even like, yeah, going back to those experiences or remembering like you did, Nicole, like this is an anniversary and it's like, there are things that we can, that we can do, but, um, but that it's, like in those times when it seems um, like after the mountaintop and you get back into normal life, it almost seems like normal life is worse than it was before because mm. there's just a difference, right? It's not like we're, we feel like we're going back to normal. It's like somehow it feels like mm. impoverished in a way, mm. you know, but, yeah. um, and but maybe that, it is in some yeah. way, you know, or you can, see it for what it is. kind mm. of Right. Exactly. I mean, right. I'm I'm thinking of for some reason I'm just thinking right now of, of Moses and the the 10 commandments. You know, he he's up there and he receives these ta- tablets and he comes down and the Israelites are going berserk, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's sacrificing to idols and yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he he just was like, you know, he saw the face of God and he got this like this moral code, mm-hmm. this deep reality that he's bringing down. And then things are actually worse than when he went mm-hmm. up in a certain sense. And sometimes mm-hmm. they are. Sometimes, like you said, Nicole, we see things yeah. for how yeah. they are. And we see ourselves. Maybe that's also why yeah. sometimes, you know, you were saying, oh, I'm I'm fundamentally changed. Then you're like, I'm fundamentally not. But maybe it's just that the mountaintop experience mm-hmm. helps us see mm-hmm. ourselves more mm-hmm. clearly. You know, Well, I think it's a taste of what we're called to, right? Like it is a taste of heaven. Like what is heaven going to be like? Sometimes I think we get afraid of thinking of like thinking, um, 
of hoping for too much from heaven, if that makes sense mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. But like, like for too much from heaven on this side of heaven, like or or even or, just like even just like, well, it can't be possible that I won't have any pain there, that I won't have any struggles, that there will be no worry, that there will be complete, like because we don't even have a way to conceive of mm-hmm. it in mm-hmm. all, you know. Um, or yeah, or hoping for too much in this life, but but it's like those um those experiences of these like little tastes really do like you say point out that it's not what we have here like here is a transitory Mm -hmm. here there is suffering here there is pain here I am very my poverty level is high (laughs) (laughs) whereas it's like it won't but there's like these little tastes of oh like this is the possibility and that's good but sometimes it's just like we we lose that frame of reference um that it is actually an eternal thing it is actually yeah. you know like what yeah. we will be in an eternity and we seek to somehow manufacture it here and then we just lose that mm-hmm. that piece of being able to yeah be okay and i wonder sometimes that even the the seeing our own i think that you guys are both kind of hinting at this but the seeing our own sinfulness and impoverishment and all that that's actually a grace in itself because I heard one analogy once of like when you're driving a car mm. um, and your windshield is is dirty. If you're driving towards like the like shadow, basically like away from the sun, you can't see the dirt on your window. Mm. But if you're driving towards the sun, all of the dirt on your window shows up. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so similarly, maybe you, you know, you go on a retreat or you have some sort of experience, you have a mountaintop experience and you you sort of reorient yourself towards God and then you keep driving back into your real life. And now you see all the dirt on your window, you know, yeah. I think that's yeah. a grace. Like that's, yeah, totally. that's just reality. Yeah. We're not perfect. We're full of flaws. These um, metaphors today, Nicole are so good. <laughs> like on the ball. <laughs> true. Um, I love them. Yeah. But it's just, cause I, and I, sometimes I think that, or that's, I, that's been a helpful metaphor for me for whenever, you know, mm-hmm, whenever talking yeah. to her then sometime, because it, it, it and to be on the flip side too where in times where I'm like I think I'm doing pretty good like all my ducks are in a row I'm like oh no I must be driving away from the sun like you know it's it's kind of been a hint to me that oh actually I think this is that's a sign of pride often for me yeah, yeah. I think that like I'm actually like I've got things under control I've got things pretty good whereas yeah. when I can see all the crap that's happening in my own mm-hmm. imperfections that's usually a sign that I'm I'm still pursuing the mm-hmm. Lord in, in a yeah. real way you know? yeah so yeah. Well, and it's also, yeah, no, and, but it's also good to like, even when you're saying that, I'm like, oh, there's like some peace in what you're saying of like a recognition of that. And I think yeah. that's, that's true too, that as I've grown more in my relationship with the Lord and just older, becoming an old woman, um, complete with gray hair and cats, uh, the, like those mountaintops and stuff like that, like I can, I can take them without grasping them. Hmm. And I can, like, I and I still love, like, even before we were starting, we were talking a little bit. I'm like, after, sometimes after the mountaintop now, I'm like, get me the heck away from every other person. <laughs> I don't, like, I love, I'm like relishing in a sense the normalness of mm. life with the Lord, which is a good thing. Like that he, and he does kind of teach us how to do yeah. that over time of like appreciating these good and beautiful gifts, but, but not sinking into despair when, when, they when go away. yeah, when they go away. Yeah. I'm imagining you, Aaron, like as probably an even older lady 
and being like, oh, what a lovely mountain. <laughs> and then you just kind of keep driving like, <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's I pretty much know. it. It's funny that you say in the car because literally the car right now is the only place I realized this the other day where mm. I have solitude because I'm mm. at my parents' house. There's always some, like my mom is always here. There's always somebody here. So I'm never just alone with the Lord ever mm. except when I'm in the car even if I go to the church to pray like there's people there you know so it's like the one place so the driving like yes that that, that is absolutely important. true yeah mm. mm-hmm. um what you're saying Erin made me think of and I'm gonna butcher it but this quote by Saint Teresa of Avila where she talks about I think something like if you're able to bear your faults or bear with yourself when you sin if you're able to bear with yourself you will be uh, peacefully you will be a beautiful home for God. So there's a way mm. in which, you know, after the mountaintop, we see ourselves, we can see the dirt on the windshield. If we're able to be accepting of that and not freak out and not panic mm-hmm. over it, but just sort of keep moving towards the sun and, and, and follow God's direction. That's, there's a beautiful, yeah, there's like you were saying here, and there's a peace in that, in the seeing of it. And there's a possibility of peace in the accepting of it, not accepting as in yeah. Well, great. This is who I am. This is who I'm always going to be. Right. Yeah. But the poverty of this is who I am, Lord, you're making me who mm-hmm. it is, you know, the shalom thing, you're making me who you yeah. want me to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. That's good. It's good. Well, good, yeah, ladies. And I, I hope that our um, meandery, that's, I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to use it. Um, our meandery discussion <laughs> today uh, was, was fruitful in some way for you. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know how your thoughts, how do you deal with, um, the, the letdown or the, yeah. the valleys after the mountaintops? Yeah. Um, mm. let us know. yeah. Um, okay. Well, shall We're we do talk stuff. about words of the year and yeah. saints of the year? So I've already shared my word of the year. Mm-hmm. Aaron, you've already chosen a word of the year. So I did, right? I did this actual, so for those who don't know, Jen Fulweiler has a thing that's like a word of the year generator. And it's funny because abiding together, like the ladies on there talk about like discerning their word of the year and things like that. I'm like, that sounds very nice to me, but I feel like I can't concentrate for that. Like it depends on how I am. You know, it's been very, I've been very like fibromyalgia lately. So it's a little bit harder for me to like intentionally focus on that. I'm, I just lay myself down and do whatever. Um, so anyway, so I use the word generator and my word for this year was allow, hmm. which is I know, right? I'm like, that's a good word, which for me is like, I know 100% immediately what it is, is like, Mm. allow the Lord to love me, Mm. allow him to love me and whatever that looks like. So partially it looks like allow him to love me in my imperfections because I find that difficult and allow him to love me practically, like Mm in the things that are happening in my life and to take care of me in those things. Cause there's lots of stuff that's happening. That's unsure about the future and all these kind of things. So like, that's a, so it's good. I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good one. I'm not even going to pretend I didn't see it and then click again for one that's more palatable. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't know. What's the weird one you can get like leaf or something. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. Rach, do you want to, do you want, do you want us to roll roll yours? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Sorry. I'm translating English to French. Um, there's a new document that came out for consecrated virgins. Oh, which is great. Anyways. Okay. Ready? Here you go, Rachel. 
Oh, no way. <laughs> oh my gosh. So well, Rachel's word just came up as peace. Yeah. yeah. For those who are listening, Rachel's word Ooh. is peace. Do you want to choose a new word? No, I love it. I'm keeping we it. Sure. We can share. Yeah, can we share this year? That's so, that's oh, so great. Think of you and I'm like, peace. that's great. Okay. That's that, cool. That was fun. And then, that okay. So fun. because Nicole did not pick a saint yet, we can roll, we can find a saint for her and we Great. can find a saint for Rachel. I did choose my saint thing already, nice. um, but Who are you? Who are you, you know what? I want to go. So my saint, one is Saint um, Bernadette Subaru. Oh, I love oh, her. Yeah. yeah, which is great. I'm going to do this just for fun. I'm click, kicking, kicking, clicking another word. Ooh, family. Oh, family. That's oh. fun. Okay, dear listener, maybe that's your word. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Someone else, someone's word. Listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. Saint, saint of the, so here's your saint, Nicole. Okay. Ooh, Ignatius oh. of Loyola. Nice. Good one. He's That's my almost one. wedding anniversary saint. Our wedding anniversary oh, is July 31st. Nice. Our anniversary is July 30th. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That's a good and one for peace, too. Yep. And That's he's true. for inner peace. Like, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Consolations, desolations. Yep. yep, totally. And then um, he's also a patron of retreats. So oh, boom. That's kind of what we were talking about today. So that's cool. Okay. Choose a new saint. Now this is for you. Ready, Rachel? Here we go. I'm ready. Anastasia. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Ooh, okay. Feast is Ooh. December 25th. Oh my gosh. That, oh, maybe it's like an Eastern saint. Maybe. And, you know, otherwise unlikely. Yeah. Christmas I'm going to, I'm going to you know look her up right now for us. yeah i've never heard anastasia either s-i-r-m-i-u-m she is a patron saint of martyrs yes. weavers and right. widows all so, right i mean i'm not married so exactly it feels like so I'm you can cross hook. that one out maybe yep. i'll make sure not to get married in this year so that that's you right know, i don't have go. a real quick one that's married right. for three months then that's widowed. right all right yeah, you're you gonna have, have to start weaving yes Tutorial on Saint Saint Anastasia. Yes. Yeah, sure. So she she did die on December twenty fifth okay. in the year three hundred four. Wow. Um, she died in what is now Serbia. So she is venerated in the Eastern churches. Yes, mm. and she's venerated as um, in the Eastern Orthodox Church. She's venerated as Saint Anastasia the Pharmacolytria, i.e., the deliverer from potions. Ooh. Wow. So story there. That's um, cool. So she yeah, also patron saint of those suffering from poison. Oh. Uh, so she, maybe that's how she died. Um, her oh. saint. So she she was a Roman uh, woman, uh, pupil of St. Chrysogonus. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's long been venerated as a healer and exorcist. Ooh, that's relic, great. Isn't that cool? Great. Her relics yeah, are really in cool. Croatia. Uh, and she is one of seven women who, along with the Blessed Virgin Mary, are commemorated by name in the Roman canon of the Mass. Right. Hey. That is That's pretty dang cool, you cool. guys. Yeah. We just learned all about this new woman anyway, who I'm really excited uh, to know. Lots on Wikipedia about her, so you can. Yeah, there you go. Which is which is actually pretty good because some of the saints from you know, but way back, it's like nothing is known about this person. Right? Like, well, how are they the saint Uh, in the church? That seems odd to me. But Saint Edgar of you know, Saint Edgar of Willowbury. What? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that is so cool. So we got Saint Bernadette, Saint Ignatius, Saint Mm -hmm. Anastasia. 
Yeah. Awesome. And, and, um, so the feast day is December 25th, yeah, July 31st. And then I think St. Bernadette is April 14th, if I'm not nice. mistaken, but yeah. Have you guys seen the movie, um, like that old movie about St. Bernadette? What's it called? Shoot. Something like song of Bernadette or something. I think like I that. watched it yes. in grade five. It's really yeah. good. It's honestly really good. It's black yeah. and white. So it's, old, yeah, I hated it. I'm sure that makes sense. <laughs> I, but I, I think it's really good. I genuinely think it's really good. I, I watched, remember it super well. I cried so much. I, was, oh. I think it's just because it's black and white. I was like, black and white. <laughs> you know, there were these kids VHSs, like Saint, yes. Saint Stories mm. by CCC, quality oh. entertainment for the whole family. And they've got one on. on okay. On that. That. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Well, I'll try and look it up. I also yeah. don't like cartoon movies. We know this well. Yeah. So that's Aaron, you're yeah. very hard to not going. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. You should just go to Lourdes then. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh. you might, well, this was grade five, though, that you also didn't like Song of Bernadette. Yeah, that's and true. You might have you different might be a little different. So mm-hmm. I would that's try true. it one more time. Okay. Yeah. I'll try it one more time and see. Okay, yeah. cool. That's true. All right. Well, listen, it was great to be back with you, ladies. Yes. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is mm-hmm. New Year. Here we go. We yeah. can shout out Christiane Facts. I don't know if we shouted out Christiane before. Oh. I can't remember, but I don't think we did. Okay. Hi. Hi, Christiane. Because she, she will leave some comments on the YouTube video sometimes, or like, and every time I see your name pop up, I'm like, ah, oh, I just know what you're gonna say is very sweet. So oh, it always so makes me Christian. happy. She's my aunt. Oh, is she really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's exciting. Yes, she's my lovely aunt. She lives. Yeah, she. I got to see her lots when I was in Toronto. She lives in the area. So, hi, Beautiful. Auntie Kitty. Thanks thank you for it. yeah. Thank you for for commenting on our stuff. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.